Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. It's a return for myself after around a month off. I bet you're all gutted about that. Gutted in the studio, the Craig Clark's back with us as well. You're threatening this to be for this to be a regular thing again. Well, I had to come back because I, I don't just come back, come in after wins. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, eight goals. <laughs> well, so now is that it? Now you've got it. Yeah, off your, you've got it. I need a draw as well, like in the second feet, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I was it'd be interested actually to know how many four 0 defeats we've had since we've been doing this because it seems to be quite a few. We've had a few of these implosions in our time. I mean, just three of us in the studio tonight. Rory Fellow is here as well. Like we're getting the band back together here, guys, a little bit. Yeah. Except Gareth, for Gareth, yeah. with Gareth's um, that one out of take that, and he that just didn't rejoin but the fat dancer. What Robbie? <laughs> no, he chose not to. Gareth actually, Gareth's probably got an ego the size of. Robbie's, hasn't he? <laughs> I think it's it's more like we're. Like Stephen and Gareth have joined custody of us, <laughs> but we can only see like one at a time. Yeah. Like last week we got to spend time with Gareth, and this week it's it's Stephen's turn to watch well, us. It is. Well, we're working on it. Our lawyers are working on it anyway. But we'll, <laughs> we'll see what we're going to do. Uh, before we quite a bit to get through tonight. Before we um, get on to tactics and, and and what Moyes, I think what David Moyes might be accountable for. Uh, I wanted to know what what people thought just generally about the the mental fragility because. Going to goal down, I actually thought we played all right until they scored. I also think, and I haven't seen the goals back on the telly, and that is deliberate because I wanted to speak tonight about how I saw things at the time, so I might get my, put my authentic feeling across. We always see on the podcast about um, how we always people are always prepared to criticise defences. It was his fault, it was his fault, it was his fault. On this occasion, I think Gabby Dean's movement was excellent. I've heard he might have handballed it, I haven't seen it back yet. And sometimes I think you just need to credit what I think was good centre-forward player. However, we look solid until that, and then that's when the problems start because we just collapse again. You need to be stronger than that, don't you? You, you can't mm. You can't just... I mean, the fans are entitled to think, oh, God, here we go again, because we've been seeing it for years, but the players aren't always the same players, and they, they need to be stronger than that, especially come, coming off the back of a 4-0 win like that. I couldn't agree more. Like you say, they did they did all right for twenty twenty five minutes. It reminded me of the Steve Bruce era when things started to turn a bit sour. Would press on to a team for twenty minutes, not really create any opportunities. Maybe a few long range shots that went wide, and then would inevitably concede at some point, And you just never felt like they were going to turn it around. And when you think about it, those were relatively like halcyon days compared to what we're seeing at the moment. <laughs> so if we were if we had that problem then with a arguably stronger squad with a better mentality, it's it's certainly a concern mm. now. I think the main thing f- from my perspective was the the midfield just completely surrendered it. I mean, partly down to Romeo was absolutely fantastic. I think he he bossed it, and the more he got into the game, the more they controlled the game. But also, we just 
we just didn't. Lack of options as well for that, Rory, because I think the whole thing, the midfield performance was symbolised by Gibson in a way, who I thought was very very good, quite good for 20 minutes, looked yeah, neat and tidy. He was, he was bright, wasn't he? Uh, and then he, you know, he, he looked like a player who hasn't hardly played, because he hasn't. Yeah. Uh, but it kind of <clears throat> sort of went through the team a little bit, I thought that. It's, it's not surprising that Gibson did drop off a little bit, given his fitness. Obviously, didn't expect it to happen so quickly, but you're right, that is what happened with the whole team. And I agree with both of what you were saying about Gabby Dini and Romeo, both were excellent. Um, I think Ryan Bertrand as well, they, they were really yeah, good. Yeah. The, the cross he put in for the um, the first goal was superb. Yes, Gabby <clears> Dini <throat> does touch it with his hand, but I couldn't see that at the time, so I can't blame a referee for not being... And I don't think even the players realised... No, I, I just thought it was an own goal. Yeah, <laughs> I thought own goal or went off his chest or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, But, yeah, the team did, did decline quite quickly, unfortunately, from looking quite bright, and we didn't seem like we could deal with that with Gabby Dini's movement, which is a bit worrying for me because the two clean sheets have came off the back of playing against a lone striker who's who uses their hold-up play a lot, who's not the most mobile, mm. but can win a lot in the air, like like Harry Kane. You know, not the I know Harry Kane's got a bit of pace, and so does Christian Benteke, but that's they're not going to run across the line like Gabby mm. Dini does. And our defense was so static. O'Shea very much was in the middle. Danae was very much on the left. Corner was very much on the right, so Gabby Dini knew running across that he was going to get some joy. So if Lukaku decides to do that next week, <laughs> and he is, a, I know he's got the hold up play and everything, but he is a, a bit of an all rounder mm. as a striker. He's pretty explosive, isn't he? Yeah, that's that's got to be a bit of a worry. But you know, Corner was poor, but before that, he's been excellent. Mm. Looked like the player of last season. <laughs> so, well, to me, it's it's the midfield. It's the for that first goal, I can't remember the exact move that led up to it, but Bertrand found himself in a hell of hell of yeah. a lot of space to put that ball in. And I like Jones, but I think he did struggle. And part of that was Redmond was was also very good in it, just in a different way. And I think Jones was probably concerned with Redmond a bit, and it was giving Bertrand a lot of room to to, to exploit. Mm, yeah. and that's one of the the problems with playing that that wing back system that. You're sometimes going to have fullbacks isolated either against two or following a man and leaving someone mm. spare. It shouldn't happen because you've got the extra centre back, but it can happen. And especially when your midfield's just not really. When they faded, and, and Dong did his best, I think, to get out of the right and cover a bit after after a spell. And I suppose Larson was nominally asked to cover. Uh, Cedric, is it on the mm. other side? Yeah, it was mainly on the left. It, 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 it's back to the idea of how you, you're relying on somebody as young as in Dong to do it all. And that, yeah, it, totally. It, it's the, the legs he has as well. I guess you could say, you know, Larson, perhaps his age, and we, we know his legs are on the way. I think we have missed, we have missed some of what he brings to the midfield. But we, we mentioned before that it was perhaps a substitute for Lee Catamol at the minute. But you can't say Lee Catamol in that side letting the standard drop because he drives the side forward. Oh, yeah. And you just think when we were on top of that 20 minutes, had he been in the side? I know it's all ifs and buts because he's not available. Mm. But it, it is a little bit frustrating, isn't it? We didn't have we didn't have somebody like that. Because I think Larson <coughs> would like to, as much as he would like to, he just does, he doesn't do quite it, yeah. have the legs to do it anymore. I think you, I don't think you rely on a player as young as Ndong to well, a, exactly. to well, a carry Larson, whose legs have maybe gone, and Gibson, who's not fully fit. Um, <coughs> Gibson's he, not the quickest anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. He's pretty, he, I think that's what he's trying to do is play him in that kind of Kirchhoff position, the deep midfield, try and get him on the ball and play make a bit from deep, yeah. protect him with two players who can harry and harass in front, and like you say, 
in theory that sounds good and it did kind of work for 20 minutes although Gibson did make some iffy passes that nearly played them in a couple of times which was a bit worrying but again it, it's rusty what I was saying it last week you, he's, they're going to have to th- you know I was worried about them throwing him in but we were also no saying there's option. no other choice no. And it'll do him good long term as long as he doesn't get injured again yeah. it will do him good because the only way he can get rid of some of that rustiness mm. is playing isn't it but before we get on to the, some of the things that, that David Moyes might be accountable for um, one other thing I, want to know, I wanted to know what people thought about Jordan Pickford's continued absence I was very 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 frustrated at Vito Manoni personally throughout the game indecisive Coming for the ball, making a decision, and then deciding not to go yeah, for was, it. That was he, bad. He, he, <laughs> he, do, he does it. He does it a lot. Make a decision not to distribute it quickly enough. At times when the fullbacks are open, certain midfielders are open. Whether it's a lack of trust in them or whether it's a last lack of trust in his own ability, it's an issue. Perhaps it's only perhaps it's highlighted because we see how Pickford was good, how good he was at it. But for me, it flaws. It flaws the. It flaws. It, it, it spoils the flow of the game. Um, and I also think that you know there were a couple of occasions when he didn't he didn't decided not to throw the ball out, and then he would just kick it aimlessly, and it would it would just fall onto one of their fullbacks on one of their centre half's head, and it, for me it, it's an issue. It's in it because it's a, it's a player in a, in an eleven where we have a player who is so much better than him, and as I said, perhaps it's because he he wasn't awful or anything, was he? But it was he frustrates me a lot as a goalkeeper. We I think personally at this level we need more. I agree. I agree. We do need more, and we have more coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel for him sometimes because fans. I'm not blaming fans here, but there's a, there's an atmosphere in the ground where people are like wanting him to kick it quickly, and or throw it quickly. Then he'll do it, and it'll be terrible, <laughs> and everyone goes off it. It's like you've kind of got to accept he's just not good at it. I know it's hard to do that, and it's frustrating, but he he really isn't any good at it. The thrown out thing. Again, I would take your point. He's indecisive, and I think it's an element of if he throws that and it goes wrong, they're in, and they're probably going to score. Yeah, and I and I get football's taking risks though, and, and I agree, controlled risks. But that that kind of risk is a is a big risk to make if you're not confident in yeah, your own, if he, own if he ability. That's the equivalent of I, I agree totally. It reminds me of Catamol in that deep line midfield position mm. against here Villa. Mm-hmm. Like he would still keep looking for the ball, but he'd head, his head had gone. Yeah, and and he can't. He just isn't that to me. He's not that type of player. Mm-hmm. He's not a Kirchhoff. He's not a Key. Someone like that. I do get that, but I also think there's a time and a place for it. And in, in, in a game nil nil at home, myself that off the back of a four nil win, there are times when you need to make those calculated risks. When the team was looking confident yeah, as well, and especially right, as I say, especially when it comes, at the, you know, it disrupts the flow of the side and it comes at the, yeah. at the expense of that. I can't take your point though. There are, there are. He sort of created this this thing for himself now, hasn't he? Where fans are almost because, like you say, the noise not good at it, so they demand him to do it even more because the noise not good at it, and, and then they can get more frustrated yeah, and with him. And yeah. and look, you know, I think fans are just frustrated in general because he's not the only one, is he? Who's got an inadequacy to his game or a failing to his game that's making the football hard to watch sometimes. To me, one of the, the main issues, which it kind of stems from that, I suppose, is. The complete lack of pace in the team, and then not just in terms of running with the ball, it's just like movement and that, isn't it? They're just they're pretty mm. static. Someone gets on the ball, especially like Rory and I were talking on the way over about like Pienaar. He's just he's a yard off the pace at least. 
he looks like he's trying to do things he used to do in his prime at Everton mm. and play but his body can't do it anymore players are nicking the ball off him I mean Romeo just embarrassed him I thought consistently well, well I've made that point and that, that's something where we, we have to look at David Moyes and the substitution he made as I've said I, I, personally I think at half time we were, we were unlucky to go 2-0 down so yeah we can agree on that I think there yeah. are a few things um, I can understand why he's then He's put Pinar on because the last sort of ten minutes at half he was starting to, starting to get overrun. As you say, Romeo was getting his was getting his game on. So I can understand him putting another midfielder on to try and shore it up. A few issues with that. One is that, like you just said, Pinar the, the person he put on Pinar doesn't look like he's he can cut it at this level anymore. The game the game's too fast for him. You, you know you can see he's a footballer. He was a Premier League international footballer. Of course he's going to show some ability on the ball, but um, you know he's not up to it. Secondly. It's almost like we had those two clean sheets with three at the back, and I know it's quite a new system, but it's it looks like it makes that much difference to us now. I know you pointed out a couple of things where we were we were getting you know, some of the deficiencies with Southampton going forward where we were caught out. But my issue is that playing four at the back, we can't keep clean sheets. No. So if you're going if you're going to do it, it's almost like putting Pinar in is a little bit too defensive when you're 2-0 down already. If you're going to change it, put Kasri or Barini on. I mean, Kasri, we're not even bothered going to go there anymore, to be honest. <laughs> but No, I think it's worth talking about his performance after I, I mm-hmm. continue with what no, you're no, I think it is worth talking about, well, a few things there. Again, Rory and I, Rory might want to elaborate on this as well. We're talking about that change at half-time. Never mind the fact that Pinar's the wrong player. We, we had looked pretty solid five at the back, or yeah. it would conceded the two goals, especially the one-and-a-half times a sucker punch. Mm. But there was nothing about the system that made you think, no. we have to change this. The yeah. only thing is, get another forward on because we need a goal. Mm-hmm. So I can understand, all right, you're going to make that change. But I, d- I don't see that, that it was particularly necessary. We could have had another 20-minute spell, like we had in the first half, and fashioned some better yeah. chances the second time around. We'll yeah. never know he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. I was I was surprised at halftime to see that all shade came off and we moved away from the the system that has been work that worked mm-hmm. really well in the last two games. Even if you are two nil at half two nil down at half time and you think this game's probably gone, do a bit of damage limitation at the very least and just think this system's still solid. Mm-hmm. We've looked all right with it, like we said there for twenty minutes. We might. We might be able to get out of it with this, but at the very worst, we're not going to get murdered having this. And it's a bit of a Sunday league thing, I think. They think mm. take a defender off, Steve Bruce, and keep and keep just putting attackers on. Steve Bruce esque, yeah. The thing is, as Steve said, though, he didn't even really put an attacker that's, on. He, that's he what I mean. A, later in the game, when Kazri and Barini came yes, on, it's, it's it's like it's rash on one hand because you're changing the, the, the entire the formation, system, yeah. Yeah. but then on the other hand, it's cautious because of the player you put on and where you put them, where you put them on. Which just proves how little sense that made, really. Mm. But then again, you see Barini come on and do his concrete first touch trick again for, <laughs> for 30, 40 minutes, whatever the hell it was, and you just think, I'm sick of you, I'm sick of watching you, you're crap, you think you're good, you're not. I'm just, I'm just tired of watching it. And I understand people want to see Kazri because they remember a player who did do some some really good stuff last season. He scored a couple of important goals. He was very like good at pressing and high up the pitch, but he was also, I think it's easy to forget, dreadful a few times, mm-hmm. especially away from home. I think there's a game Norwich. at oh, Norwich, Norwich, especially yeah, yeah. diabolical. So he's obviously got an attitude problem somewhere, which has manifested itself fully since Moises took over. And now you can criticise Moyes for a lot of things, but he can't 
have that. He can't play someone who is... I'm, I'm speculating because I don't know whether he is mm. doing this, but if he is unmanageable, Moyes can't sacrifice his whole management, whether you like Moyes or not, just to play mm. that one player who looks physically overweight. I mean, his performances are actually abhorrent anyway when he comes on. Some of the stuff he's trying to do is just absurd and unnecessary. And I understand he probably wants to make an impression, but then if you think, I don't know if I want to give him that excuse, because if he wants to make an impression, he's obviously not doing it on the training pitch because he's not getting picked. Yeah, so, there's there's definitely stuff going on with Kasri we don't know about, and obviously rumours that he doesn't train well. Doesn't well, I don't think rumours that he doesn't look after himself. You've only got to look at them at the moment. Did you see that picture going around of him arriving at the ground? I have seen in that. his suit, and it looks like he's bought them from a specialist shop. Like it's that <laughs> ill-fitting bit of Jack Moore. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> looks like Johnny Vegas brought the book around. <laughs> so, so say Moyes is justified in that then, and, and, and we we all know the brain. He hasn't. He's not pulling up any trees by any means. So, and it does highlight the the lack of options we have as well. You know, yeah. there's no getting yeah. away from that because where is your plan B? We are saying that almost just stick at your plan A, damage limitation, or try and get a a couple of goals back which with respect to Southampton it's not impossible we've, we've seen plenty of worse Sunderland sides than that before come from 2-0 down a few down. seasons ago yeah, when we stayed up we exactly, did come from 2-0 down exactly yeah, Partic- point, particularly actually. at home as well and it does highlight his lack of plan B and, and it's almost like we're getting back to criticise him for, for his transfer window dealings as easy as that sounds because we could have just we, nobody like an HB who you can put on there uh, nobody like Wetmore who you can put on to get us up the field well, that and pace it, thing, it's the two pillars, isn't it, that will look good. With four at the back, when we had an each be on one side and what more yeah. on the other, because they could both do the sort of two different things that none of the other options can do. So he's changed the system, which I think is fair enough, because it puts Yanazai in the middle, because the bloke is garbage on the wing. He's, he's, I mean, in the first half, he wasn't fantastic, but he had at least one mm-hmm. run, Looked where, dangerous, didn't yeah, he? and he and he was he was linking up with Defoe again, and that change in system to bring Pienaar in, it just completely ruined yeah. it because Yanazai goes to the wing and starts doing he's crowded out, th- which isn't entirely his fault, but he's getting crowded out and falling over, and everyone's sick of seeing it and fuming with him. At, at the moment, our only decent attacking options are Yanazai and obviously Defoe, and I'm not saying our defensive options are necessarily great, but we've certainly got more of them we ha- than we have in an attacking sense. Yeah, so true. keeping to that three, that three five, which is pretty much that's eight defensive players. Your fullbacks obviously are providing you with, and Gibson will try and get forward or whatever. But it's majority defensive-minded mm. players, so there's no point really chucking them attackers on. Or and, even... it's, and it's almost it's almost like saying as well that right, like throwing in the towel in a way. Right, oh, this isn't working. Let's change it. Yeah. And you think, but if if, if that's where we're, if that's the formation, the system we're going to play going forward. You're going to take defeats on the chin. We're going to lose games yeah, exactly. from now until the end of the season. So just stick with it and play it and let them get used to it. Oh, if you're going to change like it, take off Larson, who I thought was poor, and bring Barini on and put two up front with Yana Zai behind. I can remember a couple of times under Allardyce playing something similar to that, where you had two strikers and a player in behind when mm. he tried with the five at the back a couple of times. I'm sure he did it once or twice anyway. Yeah. I'm not saying it was perfect or brilliant, but if you want to bring that extra attacker on, or you could have gone to a, a three, I just don't want to see Yanazai on the wing. I just don't think he can do it. Um, you're nullifying someone who is frustrating and inconsistent, but has clearly got something and can find the four in a way that no one else in that yeah. team is going to find the four, apart from Donald Love when he 
lobbing the ball through the middle that time. <laughs> um, but like, you're not going to get this. Like, that him on the wing, you might as well just take him off. And Barini isn't really working on the wing. I'm not saying he's a, a really good central striker, but of all the players we've got left, he'll he'll battle in the air a lot more than Defoe is. I mean, there was times when the, someone put. A, I don't. I don't think it was Manoni this time. It was someone else. Pinging a long ball up at Yanazai, yeah. and he's up against one of the centre backs. Yeah. What's he going to do in the air? Have you, have you seen him play? You play with him. <laughs> it's a, well, it's a, it's it's a lack of confidence. It's an easy outlet to just go along in the air, isn't it? In any level you play football, but as you say, working on the training ground, you'd think they'd have something else. But this all begs the question, doesn't it? Is there enough in reserve? Because we're looking at the lack of plan B. We know that Catamol Hart, I think, has his eye on on the Man City game first weekend in March. Kirchhoff, I've heard, is a week after that. Um, give or take a week or two in, in both cases I think um, do, do we have enough it's interesting you, you tweeted out a form table today Rory from when we played Bournemouth yeah. where we're saying it's almost like we could write the first 10 games off we were so spectacularly bad and I think that would be fair to do even with the blips we've had like the weekend like the loss at home Stoke like the loss at Swansea who are playing well actually at the moment anyway even though it was the Brad, the Bradley hero wasn't it so maybe you can't use that as an excuse uh, but you had us in 16th is that right uh, yeah so yeah. it's a slight decline in form because I did something similar on the end of the light show about a month ago and we were ninth. Mm-hmm. so it, it is a bit of a decline but at the same time is a positive when you look at some of the sides below because Crystal Palace have found their level let's not forget let's not forget throughout the, the whole of 2016 they were at the bottom at one point of every division's form table or something yeah they were like and, and, 90 and, and, first and, or something and, <laughs> and, and since that Bournemouth game at the bottom or second bottom well since then, they've picked up eight points. Right. So the, and what have we? This isn't up? a. This is. This we picked up fourteen. All right. Well, that's a six point. Which, which is which is also the same amount of as Bournemouth. So there's a team who could potentially be. Well, what's frustrating is well, we've really, got Bournemouth unless play, by the time you're listening to this, they've beat Man City. But we've got Bournemouth. Yeah. We've, we've got cool. Bournemouth to play at home as well. Well, yeah. he's a, what, what about Borough? Uh, Middlesbrough, uh, uh, three points worse off than us. So we've picked up fourteen. So, Borough picked up eleven. Two, two games there that scream at me mm. in the period before that are the Borough and Palace defeats at home. There are two games where yeah. you genuinely look at, like, look, you look at the Southampton game and you go, right, we played well for twenty minutes, but didn't really test Foster though. They deserve to win the game, but I don't feel like Middlesbrough or Palace really deserve to win those games. And if we'd won them or even just got a point. Mm. It would make a massive taking difference. two points off those, as well as obviously but giving yeah, one ourselves. Exactly, it, it, and you just—it's so frustrating. There's some that. encouragement there, in a way that it's steady progress, but that—that that would imply it's going to go right till the very end, and you might Again. be getting your nose yeah, in front. Yeah. But I mean, we, we were just talking off air as well, obviously, because I've been doing Middlesbrough this season as well, and I'd, they've been sleepwalking the way towards relegation for a while, Middlesbrough, I think, because I. The, la- the last few games of a season that we see it every season as a Sunderland fan the last four or five games you put a run together and you get three wins unlikely wins and I'm just not sure Borough have got the firepower to do that so that game at down- I nearly said Aston Park <laughs> <laughs> Jesus um, the, the game down at the Riverside is going to be going to be huge it goes without saying is a worry we could be starting to get cut adrift because remarkably we're not cut adrift but we have some tough games coming up before those the crunch, yeah, game, the crunch yeah. games Everton yeah. and Man City mm. we could be going in that running of decent games like Middlesbrough Hull uh, Burnley at home who are a totally different side away from home than the are Turf Moor um, so it is keeping ourselves either 
keeping ourselves in contention or hoping that they don't. The, yeah. yeah, the teams <laughs> around us keep being poor. Because when I was tweeting that form table, that's kind of the point I was making. Mm. As bad as we've been, other teams are still being either as bad or worse. Only team who were in that form table, I think Swansea were eleventh, comfortably mid table. They've picked up about nineteen points, which a lot of obviously are. Recent. It's almost like you're ruling them out the relegation picture now, which but is remarkable some, considering yeah, the Christmas yeah. where they were. The only thing, because the thing that you would have looked at them and questioned was, well, obviously the manager, Peyton, he wasn't very good. But the lack of leadership, losing Williams, I thought would be huge. Yeah, and I thought yeah. at the beginning of the season, that's that's a team primed for relegation. But I think what you were saying on the way here, they do have a collective spirit, which maybe the manager's just a good fit. He's, he's mm. maybe more of a, a trainer, coach yeah. type figure. And that brings together sometimes young players, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, yeah, you look at someone like Alfie Mawson for them. Yeah. This is probably that an excellent example superb, of it. by the way. But the, the marking from, I know we're getting on a bit of a tangent, but the marking from Leicester, defensively. Well, they're, they're in trouble. Defensively, they, they, defensively, they look so much worse than Where us Where were Leicester moment. on this? Did they have a loss? Uh, well? They have a loss on that as well. They, they, yeah. They've they, got big Them and Palace at the bottom too, is that right? Yes, yeah, form? yeah. Then, so then, then Hull, though, everyone's gone on about how resurgent Hull have been, but they're still worse off than us on that on that. Hull, well, not current form, there's only so far quali- Hull's lack of quality can take. I, I was going to say Hull have got yeah. a relying on a bunch of players that brought in in January. You smacks of a, a raft of players that Defanti would have brought in for us in yes. some ways, and yeah, okay, it could work. But and they're relying on this this manager who obviously has a decent pedigree in other other leagues. But for it to be more than a honeymoon, mm-hmm. he's got it's got a yeah the lack of qualities that got Lo- losing key losing here, Snodgrass will still. Come back to bite them, he, I think. Which isn't Brady necessarily well. Their, yeah. No, sorry, that's not. It wasn't their player, was he? Who else did they lose? Did they lose someone else? Livermore. Livermore. Livermore yeah, I yeah. think he's a good player. Like, he's not world class or anything, but he's in that team. Makes big, a big physical, solid yeah. midfielder, isn't he? Mm. But then, I mean, they brought and die in. So that, I suppose what they're looking at is sell your British-based player who's worth ten million and replace him. I don't know how much they've spent on and die. I don't even know if they've bought him. Or it's a loan, but I, I'm imagining he's costing a lot less in wages. It is that Defanti thing, like trying to do the Udinese model again, and that, it's that's a, where it ends in up. January, again, yeah. It's, uh, oh yeah, totally. it's a gamble, isn't it? And but there's so many other problems there. Chairman's trying to get rid of them. Uh, yeah. and stuff probably isn't bothered about that. Just maybe getting as much money in as possible. So as always, as a Sunderland fan, the one thing we are building our hopes on is the fact that other teams are going to be crapper than us. <laughs> but we were, we're me, me and Craig yeah, were yeah. talking about this on the way here. Mm, like people but, say that in a. <laughs> in a derogatory fashion but you're in a relegation battle you do have to hope teams yeah. are worse than you fair enough you, if you want to win the league you can't rely on other teams being like crap unless you're Leicester last season well, <laughs> yeah, actually. Does, does Leicester winning the league help us last season and that they're going to be you imagine loyal to their manager because you can't so. really sack somebody <laughs> who, won, who won you the league in that manner but let's be honest before he got that job um, his career was on a massive decline. It was well, a, it was a surprise when he got that job. To be part of the decline was arguably was getting that job because mm. it was something that was available in the top flight. But it's not the kind of clubs you look at Ranieri's previous CVs, bigger mm. clubs, and Leicester all all you know respect uh, you know due respect to them that they're not European giant, are they? Mm. Um, I, I think their fans are in a in a tough spot where if it, if we were in their position, like me and my dad were sort of talking about yesterday, you'd. You'd just be sort of like, I wouldn't mind being in this position if I'd just won the league the mm. previous year. But I think it's kind of easy to say that 
when you're going through it, it's that's not how your mind. Well, that's. Works. I mean, with, all you need to do is think back to when Peter Reid had those two seventh yeah. place finishes, and then we finished fourth of bottom, and it was awful to watch. I mean, there was one oh. point I remember when we crashed that much when we finished fourth of bottom in the second half of the season, and we were going down Southampton. It was only Cloudy or Rayner who was who was grafting and trying his arse to be honest, and people were saying that to us then. You know, well, yeah. look, look at where you were a couple of I years know. ago, and it's not like that when you go week in, week well, out. Karanka's trying to use the same mm. thing with Borough, isn't he? Saying, look where you were seven years ago. Karanka's almost hit Gus Poyet levels. He's, he's yeah, a, oh, yeah, totally. I think he's got a lot of the Poyets about him in, yeah. in many ways. Style it's of just, football yeah. and everything. Mm. He needs to hope that Conor Wickham comes around to, to save him, really. He's dead. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't know if they've got any I don't think youth to, strikers or anything. I don't think he'd want to sign Gus Dead. In that press conference, I was at. Uh, it was the implication. But he he more or less turned around and said, "What you're going to do? Pay a six million pound for Gustav and expect him to come in and perform for you straight away?" And I was like, "Oh, that was a tick." That was a noise type thing. All these players we sign aren't going to be good enough. It's it's just a strange one. Middlesbrough. This I I had them pegged at the beginning of the season as a team that would possibly just stay up, just because they're, they're quite solid. They are good at the back, but they've yeah. got no pace. They're so slow. I mean, way slow. But my God. Like, and they're not. The thing is, you can get by not being quick over ten yards, fifteen yards running by moving the ball quickly, but they don't. They play that horrible negative possession football, which I think is infinitely worse than watching anything that like long ball. Oh, totally. I'd, I'd much rather watch something direct. Yeah, yeah. God, it's something grim. Quick. Yeah, and I know who might have talk we're getting hammered four 0 but at least when we do do well, there's a bit of zip about it. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't happen that often. We've only won five games, but they've only won four games. Yeah, that's got to come they're, and bite they're them, not hasn't very it? good, and they've got their best. Well, obviously, don't watch them every week, but their highest profile players in the grade or who's a low knee, who's probably not that bothered. He'll, he'll probably end up in good. China next year. No, like, he's not that good, is he? Hundred grand a week, I think they're paying him. Yeah, they're, they're probably in that Men similar not. position where we always end up relying on the likes of. Larson or Catano. so for them Ledbetter, like, Ledbetter or... yeah, yeah. Or, does or he like not like Clayton. Ledbetter though, or something? I think he's just come back. He's been yeah, injured. He's just come back to fitness. I wasn't to be sure honest, if he'd had a fall. There are certain midfielders that are all a bit of a much yeah. of a muchness. To be honest, um, so I was actually. No, they are. Yeah, <laughs> but when, when, you, when you look at there, it's like the okay, yeah. the decent players who, who work hard, but as you say, not much pace. But I want to talk about New York. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
So, <laughs> Peter, I'd love to go. Are you going to pay? Yeah, New York. This is where the next live show is. We yeah, put it, oh, I'll take yeah. that. Like. <laughs> that would be great, absolutely. We could have joined the players out there, yeah. couldn't we? Go on the same flight as them. That'll do. We did a Twitter poll that got 676 votes, so a lot less than when we, when, we do, <laughs> when we do the Moys in on our out one. We get twice as much as that. <laughs> um, and basically, I said, you know, are you, and the two options were not asked and just hope it works or outraged because right. these footballers but 78% of, of the people said they weren't bothered um, now we, we, we did get some feedback saying you know I've went for um, for saying I'm not bothered but it, it does rankle that they're getting um, almost rewarded for falling out mm. the FA Cup was one of the ones and I can I can take that on board however I would yeah. if they were sitting mid-table I would be more likely to take that on board at the moment I'm, I'm open to anything <laughs> If David Moyes is with these guys in the training ground every day, and he feels that they need a team bonding session or break, then you know, are we in a position to sort of mourn about it? I mean, people have people can use the spoiled footballers theory, right? But yeah. the thing is, we've all bought into the Premier League and the money it generates. And when you speak about let's go down and and, and just win some games and. A lot of the the things that people come back with are well known because we, we'll suffer financially. So people do care about it. They might pretend they don't. So it's kind of that ship sailed, doesn't it? Where where you, you, do you know what I mean? You, what Peter Reid might have done by taking them to Manchester in two thousand one? It's two thousand New York race. It's two. It's two thousand seventeen. Yeah. They're going to go to New York or somewhere like or Marbella that. or Dubai or yeah, take your pick. And and I agree, it, it's not a reward. People have got to I think get that out of the mindset that. Any trip like this is is a reward. It's you can't, as much as you'd love to, because they're millionaires and you feel like they don't deserve to be. If you want them to win games, unfortunately, just I don't know, sending them sending them down the mines or something <laughs> ain't gonna well, send them a Nissan works. Yeah, to well, be fair. yeah, well, it did, but maybe he's trying. There's been small thing. signs yeah. of that though. That he has know, done little things yeah. like that, and, and this is if this if that worked. And who's to say this won't? Yeah, it's, it's a different type of approach. It's just getting them out of, the, out of the bubble for a bit as well, isn't it? Like, people are saying they're being rewarded. It's not like they're going to be, you know, ice skating in Rockefeller Plaza and going to watch Hamilton every night. But what's to say <laughs> when? What's to say when they were home here, they wouldn't be like going out with their mates or something like that probably after yeah. training, which mm. is probably all they're essentially doing. But they'll get to see the Empire State Building and stuff like that, and it might generate a bit of positivity and like I say just getting them out of that bubble something different somewhere where the focus isn't as much like on on Premier League football because basically no one will probably know who they are you know it can only be a good thing and if going to Dubai worked last year why can't I it? refuse to believe Lee Catamall wouldn't walk around Manhattan and everybody comes up with his autograph though <laughs> maybe the folks he played in the MLS mm. they don't know who he is uh, I think what would be actually would be great was if uh, the support Use this opportunity to shred our season cards because we're so outraged that they're going to America in this time where Donald Trump is <laughs> reigning supreme. I think it's a disgrace <laughs> that the club is putting money into that economy. Obviously, I'm joking. but I might, I'm going to quote you on that and use that as the advertisement for the podcast. Maybe, uh, maybe, 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 Tag Trump in it. Maybe Uncle Ellis is, uh, knows, yeah, maybe, knows Trump and they're staying at one of his hotels there in Manhattan. Betty voted for him. <laughs> Bet didn't he? he did. Didn't it? Wasn't it found that he like had actually donated money to Hillary Clinton's campaign? All right, well, I'm wrong. I thought as 
Where's he from again? Short Te- Texas. Texas. Is he actually Texan? Yeah, I think, no, so. I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure he is. You know, I'm gonna have a look because Texans <laughs> are famously pretty Republican, well, still, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, well, let's not. Big let's, not let's find yeah, out where let's he's not from. Go down the. Uh, Maybe he's got them a cheap deal on like the equivalent of like Ryanair <laughs> or something. <laughs> he's got a group on voucher. <laughs> no, he's actually from Missouri. He's from Independence, Missouri. Okay. Guy's only fifty. So did he vote, did he vote leave as well? <laughs> <laughs> yes. His name is yes, just is excellent. Anyway, small jo- government. Joking aside, drain the swamp. Joking, joking aside, like you know, it's an interesting choice of of location actually. Yeah, because it's not a sunbreak. Yeah, which yeah. and people say you would, you would get refreshed at Dubai, for example, and the yeah. players the players feel a little bit better of having a bit of sun on the back. As well as a training camp in in high temperatures and stuff, and mm. it's very much not like that. I mean, Moy Moy's even referenced that they'll be re- taking runs through Central Park yeah. and stuff like that. So it's very left field as, as far as a trip goes. And I think it's yeah, like I think people, you know, have got a right to feel unhappy about it. I don't think it's a reward, but I th- can see why that perception would be out there, and I can understand. Because when I was joking about can, shredding can, season cards... What would cancelling a trip like this do anywhere for morale? Well, yeah. if you've already told I suppose them you could on. argue the arranging it in the first place mm. was an issue. But if you wanted a, to take that viewpoint... But it's almost or, like people are reacting to the Southampton defeat and saying they don't well, yeah, deserve it now. Yeah. But if you've already sort of made those arrangements, and what's that going to do for morale? Well, you know, we're, we're going on a team-bottom trip right, to New York, right? Okay, no, now you're not. You're going to mope around here until our next game. Or, right, we'll cancel it. So they all just book flights to New York and go anyway because <laughs> they've got the weekend off because we're not. Or you get them in for double training sessions. They're all dropping to bits anyway in terms of injuries, so I don't see how that's going to help anyone. I don't, I don't know. I just don't. I guess I don't really have a problem with well, it. Well, aren't, aren't Everton going to Dubai as well? So then we'll play each other and we've been to New York and they've been to Dubai. So it'll be like battle of the mid-season break. It's interesting <laughs> now. That, uh, uh, you do wonder whether this makes a difference at all. I remember yeah. actually talking to Martin O'Neill about it when he was here and and he was saying he went to Villa, he did it twice at Villa worked one year didn't work here uh, sorry didn't work the other year spectacularly failed here because he got mm. sacked a few games later yeah. Sam Allardyce took them to Dubai last year it seemed to work it's interesting he cancelled Crystal Palace's trip there really which is which is it's fascinating well, you, must... you wonder how much difference it actually makes because you, yeah. if, if he would have put that down to Sunderland's improved form last season he you know he would have Dug his heels in there and said, "Like, no, we, we, you know, we know we need to go. This triple, well, maybe will do us good. Psycholog- psychologically, the group's different. Mm. Maybe well, that's, that's it. All it is. Well, that, that and that's back to my initial and original point that David Moyes sees these guys on the training ground every day. We we can joke about the little trips to Nissan and stuff like yeah. that, but they, to be honest, they were the weeks they had seem to have a little bit of a positive impact. Mm. And if he thinks getting them all together away from distractions, uh, because." You, you can see you can team bond at home, but you know you you always a phone call away from from excluding yourself from the group by going yeah. to meet a mate or a family member, jumping on a train, going down to London or Liverpool in Barini's case or wherever it is. You know, and you can't do that. So if he yeah. thinks that is what we need, we've got to trust him, right? And then we'll yeah. just pan him and slag him off when we lose our next three games. But I suppose it is. <laughs> How about you, doing that? You kind of can compare across. Last year, Allardyce had these three January players who he obviously wanted well four actually including Ndoy like Corne, Kirchhoff and Kazri got a kill for Ndoy back by he, the way at the minute well he yeah. has a lot but sorry yeah. but he, he wanted to get them integrated into the, integrated into the squad which obviously was quite tight and at least played together for a bit and it's a similar sort of thing Moyes has brought in these players he knows already who he trusts he was obviously brought in because he thinks they'll fit into the squad 
So taking them all away together again to just get that relationship going, get that bond going. You know, we need something. Like, it, it, it could be as good as anything. And that, something you said as well, Stephen. It's something I thought about last week. And like Mo- Moise does have that training ground. I don't know if he is, but he does have that like what you do on the training pitch is important vibe about him. Mm. It's one of the reasons that I'll I will sort of give him a bit of slack about the Kazri thing. Because I think for him to just not even look at him at all, he must be doing something. He must be something rotten, whether whatever it may be. And Ari, it is frustrating because then you'll watch certain players not perform on the pitch on a weekend, and you think, well, I've seen him do it before. But there's just yeah, you've just, you've just got to kind of at this point trust him because you get rid of him. I mean, I'm not saying anyone's saying we should get rid of him at this exact moment in time, but mm. say they were. I think, Who the hell do you bring in? I know, and, and and I think in comparison to other seasons, I, I would say that at the point that each manager has been sacked or resigned in, in previous seasons, it's kind of been, it's kind of had the will of the fans as well. O'Neill might be debatable. Yeah, that was um, a bit more of a shock. Yeah. Shock, I wasn't. Well, it? I, I would say on this one, you do. I know people who, who say get rid of Moyes, and there is a little bit of that. But generally, you, you feel like people are behind him, don't you? It's, I don't know whether people are behind him. I don't know what you think. Or, or, or people rather have just been beaten into submission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've just what, what what else can we do? Kind of vibe going on. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm. I have seen. Have we seen progress on the football field? Because I personally think we'll have a little bit. And I think bear in mind the injuries that he's he's had to put up with. We're just seeing now. We're talking about the game of the weekend. He can't do anything because he's got no plan B. Now, yes, you can ask questions of what he did in the transfer window and stuff like that, but. No club's been unlucky with injuries to key important players like this as well. So yeah. I, I think there's been enough on the field for me to say I, I'll be prepared to back on whatever, whatever happens. There has, and you can give him credit as well for having one system that worked that he's then had to totally change because of those injuries, and he's found another system that's yielded some positive results as well. So he's obviously not, you know, in those first 10, 11 games where we thought he might be in a bit of a busted flush and we weren't really seeing any evidence of anything at all on the pitch. We have we have moved quite far away from that now and I think it would be unfair. I think anyone who suggests that we've he's never shown anything, that would be an agenda more than anything. That, yeah. he, he, he does show things now. The one, the one complaint you can have is, yes, he's a bit negative now and again. He doesn't G you up as much as you'd like to. <laughs> But I think, you know, because we've had managers like, obviously, Roy Keane, if you go <clears> back <throat> further enough, to Canio, and even Allardyce had a bit of swagger about him, a bit of arrogance. So you may... That's like a legitimate... I don't know if it's a concern, I think, you know, but, but a gripe you can no, have with No him. one would care with the, how he was speaking in press conferences if we were sitting in tent. Well, yeah, Like, exactly. no one would give it to us. So I, 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 take, I do... I know where you're coming from, um, because we're people not just, in that People just want yet. hope, don't Yeah, they want someone who's going to express a positive message... But as far as I'm concerned, as long as we get something on the pitch, you can say whatever the hell he likes to the yeah. press. But at the minute, we're not really getting that yeah. on the pitch either, so it is frustrating. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how much of the injuries he could maybe take responsibility for. I, I don't know what goes on on the training pitch, etc. But, like, you know, he's found systems that have worked for him, and then there's an injury. Or the one thing you would say on Saturday is, we're pretty unlucky to be 2-0 down, but the substitution was bad. The tactical change was bad. We didn't move the ball at all in the second half. We couldn't get at them. 
and then to concede those two goals, you'd think, well, it doesn't really matter anyway, we'd lost, but that goal difference mm. is yeah. crucial. You've done, done your hard work from Southampton. I think if you hadn't made any changes in the second half, we'd have just... And even, let's say, we do get beat 3 or 4 nil in that second half with keeping the system that started the game. I don't think anyone necessarily would have blamed Moyes. Mm. Everyone else would have probably picked the exact same starting eleven, you know, just replacing Gibbs, Gibson for Rodwell. But because he's made some changes that were probably misguided... He's gonna cop a bit of flack for that, but you know, <coughs> he's a manager at the top level. He's used to that. He's got, he's got to make a gig, decision, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he's made a decision. I think it's hard to criticise him in a sense that, that you could say, yeah, for a positive change, it was quite a negative one. I kind of get where you're coming from there, Steve. But at the same time, you think he's looking at a two 0 down at half time and think I've got to do something. I've got to understand here. it, yeah, yeah. And and but at the same time, I'm not just going to go completely Steve Bruce and throw mm-hmm. three strikers on or something. You know what I mean? Like he's he's tried to do something with a bit more nuance, realised that isn't really working, and made another change. And I think again was taking Larson off was absolutely the right thing to do. He was having a bad game, but it wasn't at the races at all, and it got worse with the change of system. But again, it, the problems, as we've already discussed, were you end up with Barini and Yanazai on the wings, and Barini on the wing this season hasn't worked, and Yanazai on the wing, he just he can't do it. He just he falls over too much. Great. Anyone else <laughs> want to add anything? I think we've been relatively positive in the main for a 4 defeat. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Certainly been a lot worse. You don't feel as... Di- I think it says a lot that you don't feel as down as maybe when Crystal Palace came in and put four past us and Aston Villa put four past us. I think this... I don't know if it's just because we've seen it all before. And yeah. <laughs> this is just one add, is to, it, one add to the list. Is, is it the point, coming yeah. in. Are, are we beaten into submission and acceptance or are we... We've got out of this so many times before. Yes. Why not this time? Yeah. You know, like, and we we don't seem to cut us drift as we have no, in other seasons. True. Not at all. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, we'll be <laughs> back later on for in the week for Into the Light. So thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.